YouTube is great for pump and dumps. Or what it takes for Sebi to catch a pump and dump where the perpetrators want to get caught. If you see a video on YouTube that asks you to buy a stock because it's going to go up and make you rich, congratulations, you're observing one of the oldest stock market scams, the pump and dump. The mechanics of it are known and simple. 1. Find a relatively unknown company with an illiquid stock. Very few shares that are actually trading. 2. Buy as many shares as you can. This will push the price up. 3. Scream your lungs out about this company and make a nice story about it. Something like, this company is about to be bought by a large conglomerate. 4. People will see that the price of the stock has really gone up in the last whatever months, think you know what you're talking about, and buy the stock themselves. This is when you sell all that stock you bought earlier. 5. Profit? If we didn't have laws and regulators and boring stuff like that, the pump and dump I described above would be a guaranteed way of making cash. Unfortunately, we do, so even though such scams still happen, sometimes they get caught. Last week, markets regulator SEBI published two orders of pretty much the same pump and dump run by largely the same group of people with two separate companies, Sadna Broadcast and Sharpline Broadcast. I'm writing about just Sadna here, because really the same thing happened with Sharpline, so much so that SEBI itself copy-pasted some elements from one order into another and then issued a minor correction, ha. Next section, the pre-pump, Sadna stock party. The pump and dump I just described has a problem, apart from being illegal. If you're a manipulator who wants to pump a stock, you have to make sure that you have bought enough of it in the first place to make a decent profit for your effort when you dump. This might be a bit challenging because the stock you chose was intentionally one that didn't have too many shares trading in the first place. It might be easier, and much more profitable, to run a pump and dump if you actually owned the company that's being pumped. That way, you already own a chunk of the company's shares and can sell them after pumping them up. That's exactly what happened with Sadna. Gaurav Gupta and a bunch of his family members own and manage Sadna, and they were also the ones that dumped the stock onto individual retail investors. But the Gupta family couldn't directly hype up their own stock. That would be too obvious. So they got Manish Mishra who made two YouTube channels and put out videos asking people to buy Sadna stock, with one of the big, false, claims being that Adani was going to buy the company. But before the videos, there was the need to establish some credibility. Sadna had very few shares trading in the market and that would make it suspicious for new investors who would come after seeing Mishra's videos. So there was a bunch of people, 12 of them, whose only job was to buy and sell in the pre-pump period to make it look like there was a lot of investor activity in the stock. The intended message here is, look, there's suddenly so much buying and selling in this stock. Obviously these investors know something that you don't. Everyone came together to get Sadden's stock ripe and ready for the pump. The directors of Skyline Financial Services, Sadna's RTA, Registrar and Transfer Agency, a firm that provides some essential investor services to a company, bought and sold during this time. So did a broker at MNM Stockbroking, presumably a brokerage firm close to the Gupta family. Both of these are SEBI-registered entities, but clearly that doesn't mean much. The broker at MNM got his son, daughter, spouse and, seemingly, friends to buy and sell Sadna stock. Everyone I've mentioned till now was somehow directly connected to the Gupta family. But there's a funny group of people who have nothing to do with the Guptas but seem to have known Manish Mishra and were invited to the Sadna stock party as well. These are Ahuti Mystery and Arshad Wasi and family. Mystery runs a celebrity management company, and Wasi is, well, a celebrity. So that's how they know each other. I guess.
both of them added to Sadna's volumes during the pre-pump. All of this happened between April and mid-July last year. They bought and sold among themselves, created an illusion of a well-traded stock, pushed the price up from around 2 rupees in April to 12 rupees by mid-July. All in preparation for the videos to go out. Next section, the dump. Sadness stock after party before I read Sebi's order, I had absolutely no idea just how easy it was to get viewers and subscribers on YouTube if only you were willing to spend on ads. Manish Mishra made two YouTube channels to promote Sadna, uploaded five videos, had 1.5 million subscribers and more than 30 million videos. He spent 64 lakh rupees, $78,000, on ads. His wife and he made only about 20 lakh rupees in profit from Sadna, so it's a bit sad, really. Anyway, so Mishra's videos were out and people fell for them and bought Sadna stock. That's when Gupta family and friends started selling Sadna stock. Unlike Mishra and his wife, the Guptas made quite a lot of money. Before all this began in April, Sadna stock was at 2 rupees. For some time in August, the stock went up to 33 rupees. 16x. The Guptas wanted to sell and the public was buying. The Guptas and friends, 13 of them, made about 38 crore rupees, 4.6 million dollars, in all. All the others, the small fish, that were buying and selling in the pre-pump period made about 3 crore rupees combined by selling the shares that they had remaining from earlier. According to Sebi, Arshad Wasi, his wife, and his brother, together made about 75 lakh rupees from the pump and dump. And yet, here's Arshad on his Twitter, please do not believe everything you read in the news. Maria and my knowledge about stocks is zero, took advice and invested in Sharda, and like many other, lost all our hard-earned money. I'm sorry but it's hilarious that he got the name of the company wrong. It's Sadna, not Sharda. Sharda, is an anagram of, Arshad, not the stock you bought and sold, dummy. But Wasi says that they lost money while Sebi claims they made a profit. So what's happening? Turns out, when the price of Sadna's stock was going up during the dump, when people were buying after watching the YouTube videos, the Wasis sold the stock they had from earlier and did make a profit. But then, as the price continued to go up, they probably thought that they sold a good stock too cheap, and bought some shares again, likely intended to sell them off again at an even higher price later. When the dumping period ended in September, the Wasis were still holding Sadna stock that they had bought during the dump. At some point, after people stopped coming from YouTube, there would be no one to sell to. The Wasis bought during the dumping period and got stuck with the stock. Just like all those YouTube investors. If you're part of a pump and dump, it is very important to ensure that you buy before the pump and sell during the dump. It's kind of the whole point, else you just pump and dump yourself. Next section. Let's do illegal stuff and all talk to each other traditionally. The way to commit securities fraud is to meet your rich pals at a golf. Course, talk about golfing and other entertaining stuff for most of the time but also whisper a bit about the illegal pumping and dumping stuff that you have planned. Okay, I get it. We don't have that kind of time to go golfing now. We're all about swift communication. That's where encrypted communication like Signal comes into the picture. Not ideal, but it works. There were 31 people involved in the Sadna pump and dump and all of them spoke to each other using regular cellular phone calls. Stuff that telecom companies have a nice itemized bill for and can share it with whoever asks. Of course, Sebi asked for the records, got them, and easily figured out the connections between each of the groups, eventually all tracing back to the Gupta family. 
The only other thing these folks could have done to make it easier for Sebi would be to put their plans on a piece of paper and deliver it to the Sebi chief's home. It's obvious that none of these people remotely expected to get caught. Even the directors of a 27-year-old SEBI-registered RTA, registrar and transfer agent, did not so much as attempt to cover their tracks. Imagine having a three-decade-long career in finance and not caring about doing the bare minimum to cover your financial crime. I think all this says more about SEBI than these folks. Just how bad have you been at your job that even Arshad Wasi is taking part in pump and dumps without worrying about getting caught? Imagine what it will take to catch the scammers who do care about not getting caught. Thank you for listening to Boring Money. Make sure to subscribe to boringmoney.substack.com to read or listen to finance stories from India.